we are anxiously expecting the Lord's return. This is one of his promises. He came and he will come again. He will come again. He will return. But his second coming, if he was to come today, can you honestly say there would be nothing in you, no like, ooh, Lord, today? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Good Earth Podcast. This is Jake Martin again with Christians on Campus. In our last episode, we saw from the Gospel of Mark that the Lord Jesus is the slave of God who came to serve. And in this episode, we will continue with part two, how the Gospel of Mark shows us the way to serve God through the Lord Jesus as our pattern. Now, here's Danny. Go ahead and begin. So, Monday, we didn't have Monday, obviously, but we did do the podcast for it. So, in the podcast, I don't know if anyone was able to listen to it, but in that one, we began Mark. So, last week we covered Matthew, and we're under the topic, One Savior, Four Gospels. And we looked at the angle that the Gospel of Matthew presents of the Lord Jesus, and mainly him as the king. And so this week we began with Mark and looking the Lord as the servant, or even as the Bible says, as, as the slave. This kind of angle it gives of the Lord Jesus. And so Michael shared in the podcast on Monday, and mainly we looked at the Lord Jesus. But today we're going to cover more as Christians kind of our service to God or how to serve God. And so, again, before we go there, just, just to touch again with the Lord Jesus, is that this is just one of the verses in Mark that he says about himself, and this is the first part, for the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. This was his heart, even though he was the king, he was the king of kings, the Lord of lords, even at the time the king of the Jews. He came as one at the same time as a servant and as a slave. And so one of the verses um, in Philippians chapter 2, 5 through 7. So this is speaking about the Lord, but it also refers to us because it says, let this mind be in you. This is in verse 5, which was also in Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God, did not consider being equal with God a treasure to be grasped, but he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave, becoming in the likeness of men. And so even this comparison here of these two books, in Matthew with the king, you have the highest status as a king. So in this status, there's, you know, we would say like that's the highest status that someone can have is a king. But the lowest status is a slave. And so we, the Bible, does not agree with the human system of, of slavery. It's wicked and even God in his word views all man as equal but still, this human institution was, was taken on in Greek time, and it continued. And it's like, but God, even this wicked system, he would refer to himself as a slave. He came in the, as a slave, and even his disciples, 
they refer to this as we're slaves of Christ Jesus. And so, again, it's like these, this is the polar opposite. King the highest, slave the lowest. But our Lord, who is the King of Kings, also came in such a low way. And even not to be served, but to serve. And he, sh- he showed us the pattern. Even how he was, he came to serve God as a slave and even to serve us and even to give him his life up for us. So with, again, looking, and we'll keep looking at the Lord because he's our pattern. He's the one who set this before we can do any of this, before we can even serve God. We got to see Jesus was the one who perfectly served God. And so going with him as a king, he was one who came under authority. He even says that he was, he was the king, but he was under authority of the Father. And so as one under the authority and who lived such a life, he could, our experience of him as such a one, as a king, we, we covered this last week, we were rebellious. We were, like everyone else, we had turned away from God. And even we might not refer to ourselves as such, but the Bible referred to us as enemies of God. We were enemies of God as sinners, but God came in the Son, in Jesus Christ, and He died for us rebellious sinners, and He redeemed us. And when we believe into Him, we've experienced something of the salvation of, we even, when we pray, when we ask for forgiveness, we admit, I am a sinner. Meaning, Lord, I've, trans, I've transgressed against Your righteous law, against You, I've done things that do, that do not match you. I am a sinner and I need you. You're my savior. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for shedding your blood for my sins. And we believe that and we experience something of him as the king and our savior in this aspect. But now we come to this aspect of serving God. And so with serving God, even every genuine believer, when we experience the Lord as the King, we're saved. There's something that wells up within us where we want to serve God. In some way, we want to do something for God. He saved us and even we meet him as the King, the King of King and Lord of Lords. And so we want to serve him. This should be in our heart as believers. And so, but then the question comes to, okay, I want to serve God, but how do I serve God? It's a very important question because, okay, it's, it's proper to have the heart to want to serve God. But it's very important with how we serve God. Because how we serve God can actually be accepted by God and bring us closer to God. Or, and this might seem weird, but how we serve God could actually bring us further away from God. If we serve in in the wrong way, and so with with this service, I wrote another verse up here, Matthew sixteen twenty four, and this touches something of in our serving God. So in twenty four, Jesus said to his disciples, "If anyone wants to come after me," and actually this is repeated. I believe in almost all the Gospels, in a sense of come after me, or if anyone wants to follow me, and he goes on, let him 
deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And so this point right here, deny himself. If we want to follow the Lord, follow after even the the pattern he gave us as a servant of God, one under authority, we have to deny ourselves. And even what, what does this mean to deny ourselves? I was even considering this. We, I know for me, when I, even when I first got saved, I didn't know how, I guess you would say, how selfish I really was. It's just all of us as fallen human beings, we're very much for ourselves. The world very much revolves around me. <laughs> it's like, we, I mean, we don't like to say that. We don't like to admit that. But it very much is our case. It's, it's like everything's about me, myself. And it, I mean, it doesn't take very many examples even for, to expose me. And maybe you, here's, here's one. Tell me if this is... Hi, everyone. This is Tree again. We at Christians on Campus are having a fall retreat Saturday, September 25th. Please visit our website coc.churchinfairborn.org and scroll down to the event section. To register, click retreat and sign up. There is a $5 cost due at entrance to cover lunch. Registration deadline is Saturday, September 18th. And now back to Danny. So as believers, we are anxiously expecting the Lord's return. This is one of his promises. He came and he will come again. He will come again. He will return. But his second coming, if he was to come today, can you honestly say there would be nothing in you, no like, ooh, Lord, today? <laughs> like, I'm not even done with college yet. Like, uh, what about married? What about have, getting a good job? What about having children? What about growing old? It's like, it's like, it would be very inconvenient if you came today. It's like, can you wait <laughs> at least until I, I do more of the things in my life that I, that I want to do? And this is, I mean, it's not bad to have these, to want to do these things in our life, but it just shows like we, you know, it's like God, if he wanted to come back today, it's like that could inconvenient. It's like myself. But the Lord says, deny the self. And actually, the, we all have the self. We all, and our self is so strong. It's so prevailing. But the more we are for the self, we can have no room to care for God and to care for anyone else. Our, our focus is ourself. And if you consider this, the most selfish person, or if you know, we're all selfish. I say this, but obviously some people, you just know, okay, that person is really, really selfish. The most selfish people are the most miserable people. They're the most unhappy people. When it's all about them, they're the most miserable. We weren't created in God's image to be for the self. That is a result of the fall of sin coming in. But the Lord came 
to save us in this way, to save us from ourself, that we could serve him and that we could even serve others. But in order for that to happen, we need to deny ourselves. And even with this service, because a lot of times, even with how we serve God, we need to be saved from ourself. Because we may have a notion, we may have a concept of how God, okay, God, I love you, you're my savior, I wanna do something for you. So God, I'm going to do this for you. But I may do something for God according to my way, my view, my preference, my opinion, and that might not be what God wants. That's not, in this example that even with the Lord Jesus, you look through the gospel of Mark, that Jesus did not serve God in this way according to his, everything he did, he was absolutely one with the Father. He denied himself, even when he went to the, before he went to the cross, not my will be done, but your will be done. It's like he was constantly denying himself to be one and to serve God and gives God the service that he desires and that he wants. In this same way, actually another case with David in the Old Testament, David, if anyone knows like David, actually the Bible even says he was a man after God's own heart. And he really did. He cared for God. Even things, you know, God is there blessing him. He's winning all these victories. He's doing all these things. But he's, he's upset because he's like, God, I want to do something for you. It's like, I have all this, but you don't have a house. I want to build you a house. And he's like, God, I'm going to do this for you. So very good. This, I mean, the heart, his heart is absolutely, this is proper. He should have this heart. We should have this heart to love God and want to do something for God. But when he says, I'm going to do this for you, God says, no, you're not going to do that for me. That was not God's will that David would build him a house. Actually, he says, your son, he'll build me a house. You won't build me a house. But his heart was right, but him saying, I'm going to do this for you, God, is like, even that needed to be denied. That was part of his self that had to be denied. And we're, we're all the same in this, that we need to be those who don't do anything apart from our Lord, that we need to be, he's the pattern. Everything even we do for him, we need to be one with him. We need to draw near to him. We need to not leave him. We need to be in constant fellowship with him and not just even presume or have an assumption, okay, God, I love you and I want to do this for you without being one with God and fellowship and clear that, th that this is his will, that he wants this. And so even with this, there was, there's an example because um, we all have our, our, even our own experience of ourself, of even when our self comes in to frustrate us from doing something for, or wanting to do something for God, not doing something, or even for caring for other people, where we struggle with the self and, and what that looks like. But there's an example that I wanted to read. Actually, it's, it's from a biography of someone called Hudson Taylor. He's from, he was born around in the 18, 1826, I think. And he was, he was known as a missionary, a very famous missionary, because he went to China and he went, like, did an inland mission. 
And actually through him and through God using him and others that raised up to join him, millions and millions were saved from China. From this man that he was so for God and set aside for God. But he even in this, in, in this desire, he had a certain experience and in his wanting to serve God of his self. And I wanted to to share this. So this was, this is before he's actually went to China and he's preparing himself to go to China on this missionary trip. And so he's, he's not, he's sleeping on the floor to, to toughen his body. Cause he knows when he's in China, when he's going around, he might not have good, you know, place to stay. He's eating very basic food. So he's, he's getting himself ready to go on this, but he's also learning to live by faith in God. And he's building up his faith in God. And he was one, he was even learning to give, to be someone who doesn't hold on to his money, but to give. So he had this experience that I wanted to share. And just to remind you that this experience, I feel really illustrates how we need to deny ourselves when serving the Lord. And so Hudson Taylor was there, it was in the evening, and this man came to him. He was a poor man, and his wife was was dying. And so he asked Hudson Taylor if he could come with him and pray for his dying wife. And as he's going with this man, he gets to this man's house, and he sees the miserable situation that this man and his family, his little children that are, are skinny because of starvation, a little baby that was there not getting enough food, and there his, this man's wife is dying. And in Hudson Taylor, there is a struggle going on with the Lord because he has one coin left. And the Lord is bothering him to give that coin to this family that is in desperate need. But Hudson Taylor has already given everything else he owns, even for the Lord. And all he has left is this one coin to meet his own need. And he could give everything else and trust the Lord, but he could not give his last coin and put complete trust in the Lord. And so this struggle is going on within Hudson Taylor. And then eventually this man turns to him and asks him, do you see what situation, what miserable situation we're in? Do you have any way that you can help us? And at this moment, the word of God comes up within Hudson Taylor that give of him who ask of thee. And then at that moment, Hudson Taylor was able to deny himself, reach into his pocket, pull out his last coin that he has and give it to this man. And so with, with that story, even you could just see he was someone who was, he was given, he was given for God, given for God's service, but still the self, even his self-reliance on that money, he couldn't, even the need was there. God was in there working in him to give up that money, but it was such a struggle for him to let go of that. And even as he said at the end, he needed saved. Not only to that woman who was dying, he prayed for her and he said she was saved, but he needed saved. He needed saved from himself. He needed saved from his self-love. And 
he experienced the Lord as his Savior in this way. That this is the Savior that's presented in the Gospel of Mark. I said, we have one Savior, but there are four beautiful aspects that we see in these Gospels of our one Savior. We experience him as our King, as our Lord, the one who is under authority, the one who saved us as sinners far away from God, enemies of God in Matthew. But in Mark, we're saved to such an extent that we can serve God and we can serve others. He can save us even from ourself, our, our wicked self, our fallen self that is so strong. God, we can experience Jesus as the Savior in this way. Don't you agree that something within you just desires to serve God? We all have experienced His salvation and His love and mercy, and this motivates us to do something for Him. But even our service to Him needs to be in His way, so we really need to follow our Lord Jesus to take up our cross and deny ourselves. That wraps up our sharing on the Gospel of Mark. Please join us live next week on the Wright State campus Monday at 1.30 and Thursday at 2 in 044 Reich Hall. And if you can't make it, be sure to check out our next episode. See you all soon.